it's one of those that really strikes a chord with me because like I grew up with a lot of animals in my life. Like um, my grandparents used to have, um, they had a dog, a bunch of cats, birds, like you name it. They had, we had like, it was like a little petting zoo at my grandmother's house. You're listening to Parenting in Black and White, the podcast where we dissect all the great areas of parenting from the perspective of black and white parents. This is Candace. And this is Paula. And I'm Eric. This podcast is about children, not for children. And some of the topics might be inappropriate for some. Listener discretion is advised. So today's episode, we are going to talk about something that we feel like doesn't really get a lot of airtime, um, and that's growing up with dogs, some of the risks and benefits associated with that. Um, this topic is actually a really last minute one that came up for us because um, Paula sent, sent me a video last night. It's, it was one of those viral videos where there was a kid, it was just a baby, um, awake crying in the crib, and there was a dog lying on the floor and no, no one was coming to respond to the baby. The dog stretches, does a big yawn, jumps up on the crib and licks the baby's face. The baby stops crying. Floods and floods of comments of, oh, this is adorable. How cute. Love dogs. Yada, yada, yada. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I've been a dog person my whole life, but it raised some red flags for me. So that's where, 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 uh, we're going to talk about some of that type of stuff today. And, uh, yeah, let's get let's get rolling. Yeah. So, Paul, what was your first thought when you saw that one? Well, yeah, why I sent it to you because everyone's yeah. like this. So the thing says this is why you should have a monitor in your child's room, I guess, to catch the cute interaction because that's what everybody was saying yeah. that it was a cute interaction. And all I could think about is why is this baby alone with a dog? Like that is not safe. Yeah. You know, I, I I don't care if you think you have the calmest, nicest dog in the universe. Like your infant child should not be alone with the dog when you're not there to supervise, in, in my opinion. Um, so yeah, so that was my thought and that's why I sent it to you. And then I did not think you were gonna be as triggered by it as you were. <laughs> you know, well, it really, it's one of those that really strikes a chord with me because like I grew up with a lot of animals in my life. like. Um, my grandparents used to have, um, they had a dog, a bunch of cats, birds, like you name it. They had, we had like, it was like a little petting zoo at my grandmother's <laughs> house. And, um, you know, I don't feel that a lot of families get a lot of education about how to coexist with animals and people just buy animals and expect it to like work out. Right. Um, we were very fortunate. We had ended up having a very like even tempered dog. Um, and I've had many other dogs, um, throughout my life, but at, over time I've learned like, you know, we have to respect animals. Right. Um, and you know, I would like crawl all over that dog and stuff. And it's just like, there's so many things that's just not safe. So I, you know, I, I love, like what I'm trying to say is I love dogs. You know, we still have one now. Um, but you know, we need to, we need to educate folks on 
what uh, you know appropriate uh, interactions are. It's almost like again, we're we're not experts. We're just like you know parents, and some of us are dog owners or have dog experiences, and that's where (laughs) we're coming from today. You know, it's funny. It struck me when you were just saying like we need to respect them and and we need to know how they're going to behave or whatever. It's almost like how we treat children in the sense that Mm. we have these expectations of kids that are not realistic. Like we want them to just fit our life and Mm -hmm. do the things that we want them to do and be part of this beautiful, perfect family. And we don't realize that they're humans with needs and emotions and right. Right. And different maybe different temperaments and personalities. Right. And so, yeah, it's almost the same. It's like, let me get a cute puppy for my house and like not realize that this is a, that is a whole ass animal you got to take care of now. (laughs) It's not, it's not a, it's, it's, you know, it's not a pet rock. So um, yeah, that just kind of struck me as, as interesting how there's, there is that parallel of our expectations versus reality. So I have, I have a couple of things. One, I want to get out right away because it's totally irrelevant to, to the topic. Um, but I read this book by Dean Koontz uh, called TikTok. And he had uh, the guy, the main character had a baby monitor in his kid's room. And he was like, why do I still have this monitor? My kid is seven years old. But he could hear people on the monitor talking and like mm-hmm. he was like oh someone's breaking into my house and it like the book went on it was a whole thing but he was like why do I have this monitor in my kid's room she's already seven and when I when people talk about baby monitors and stuff I always think about that like how long am I gonna have a monitor in my kid's yeah. room and I wonder if I'm gonna use it to like catch them when they come home from school sneaking people oh in the house God. or some shit <laughs> I don't know but yeah you can't um so I have I have uh two dogs myself um I have two very 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 powerful breed dogs um they are both bully breed dogs one is an American bully Mm -hmm. and my oldest dog uh is an old English bulldog and both of these dogs can very much so and have very much so in the past caused harm I would never, ever, ever, ever in life leave my kid uh, unsupervised around these dogs. <clears throat> I don't leave my dogs unsupervised, period. Like to me, um, people have this thing about they don't want to put their dogs in a kennel. Um, they, they just want their dogs to roam free in the house and blah, blah, blah. And that's cool and all, but a kennel dog is a safe dog. I want to come home and have my dog be alive not have my dog so bored in the house that they're just wrecking shit because they got nothing else to do and they get into something that they shouldn't and now I don't have a dog anymore so I don't I don't leave my dogs out unsupervised by any means Um, and I sure as hell wouldn't leave my kid or trust my kid by herself uh, around my dogs and I want her to grow up with the dogs I love that you know she can she plays with the dogs when we're outside together mm-hmm. um and I plan on teaching her how to respect and train dogs uh, because my dogs are very much so very well trained um I'm just not, I'm just not comfortable like 
And it took me a long time to even allow her to be in front of the dog in the first place. Um, and again, those dogs are super mm -hmm. duperly well-trained. Um, and it still took me a minute because I just, I don't trust them. Uh, and I don't mm -hmm. trust myself because I know as much, I'm telling you right now, when I got my old English bulldog's name, Sophie, and when I got her, mm -hmm. she was a puppy. She's six years old now. And I've had her since she was about two or three months old. And when I got her, I didn't realize until I came out of it how much my dog got me through in my life. Like, mm -hmm. was a ton. Um, and that dog is very much so a part, not just a part of our family, but she's a part of me. Um, mm -hmm. To where something would happen to my dog, I'm, it's going to affect me very deeply. Um, I still don't trust her. And I still would, I still would not, like, if something happens to my kid, well, bye-bye dog. Like, I'm yeah. going to be hurt, obviously, but you don't come before my but is it? But it's not that you don't trust her because she's a bad dog. You don't trust her because you know what dogs I Don't trust do. her because she's a dog. Exactly. Like right. And that is exactly it. I mean, so so we, we didn't talk about this yet, but um, in the U.S., it's, it's estimated somewhere between like 4.5 and 4.7 million children every single year um are bit by dogs yeah and um if you do the math there's like 72 73 million kids in the u.s today so that's like six percent of all kids are getting bit every year and that's that's a pretty significant amount and that's probably underreported because those are ones that like you went to the hospital right because mm -hmm. how else are they yeah, collecting exactly, the data exactly yeah i know i've been bit by a dog in the past and i didn't go to the hospital because it was not bad yeah I knew, and it was my own dog, my family dog. We knew it didn't have rabies. So I did, you know, manage wound care at home. So, so that, you know, if it was my own kid, uh, probably would have been a different scenario, but, but yeah, that's something to keep, keep in context is like, it's, I think it happens with a lot more frequency than we, we know. And it, I bet if you asked every single one of those parents or people who have been bit by a dog, not everyone, I'm sure there are some dogs that are like legit aggressive, right? Um, and like, it was very obvious, but I, I, I know with parents that when I've spoken about this, it's always, we had no idea. It came out of nowhere. I didn't see it coming. Um, but if you look at like, um, there's amazing resource. One of my favorite things when I was preparing for having our son was, um, dog meets baby on Instagram. Yeah, oh my God. Like, she's amazing. Dope, yeah. account. Really good. Um, and I've like done a lot of, um, cause right now we have a rescue greyhound. We've had another one in the past as well. So we've had, um, you know, and I grew up with like labs, German shepherds, things like that. So like, I know like a variety of different dogs. Like I've, I've, you know, looked into like training and all that in the past, but it's different when you have to consider a child too. So like, I really was a lot more like cognizant of like, okay, so like we have to know the nitty gritty, like ladder of aggression. If you like Google ladder of aggression, it shows you like, there are some signs that I was like, holy shit. I didn't know that was a stress signal. Mm -hmm. Like when your dog is yawning and it's not always necessarily mm -hmm. bad stress. Like just like us, we have like a tolerable stress and we sometimes have to release that. Right. Mm -hmm. But sometimes it could mean they are like stressed and it, it could escalate right up that ladder. And, the, and the, the top of the ladder is a bite, which we don't want to happen. So I think it's really important for parents to like understand this ladder. And just like Eric was saying, like, what are you doing to like contain your, 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 or keep your family safe, right? So whether that be containing a dog in the kennel, whether it be your dogs have like a safe area. So it's like gated off where it's like, that's their, their spot of the house. Um, 
always, you know, watching, you know, our kids in those situations, um, you know, wherever the dog could be accessible are just so important because I think that's something that um, just a lot of people, you know, I have a really nice dog. I don't think that they would ever be able to bite and it happens. Right. So like, for example, I have, I have a greyhound right now. She is like a freaking houseplant. <laughs> she is so lazy, which is hilarious because she used to race. Mm-hmm. And she is the sweetest, She's tired sweetest out. girl. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sleepy girl. She is a silly girl and she's so calm. She basically, you know, stays on her spot. Um, and I still teach our son, like, we do not mess with her. She has her area. Um, you know, this is what we, how we expect interactions. Like we've been doing that ever since he was young and even still, you know, we train her as well, you know? Yeah. I'm in um, my space. You're in your space. Fuck off. Leave me alone. Right. Right. I'm not bothering you. Right. And we, bother me. and we like, you know, we make sure we praise, you know, her, you know, fucking off when, you know, they have like, they're close or whatever without, um, or like, you know, if you will, like a close call, yeah. we had one experience where, um, she was like laying on the, on the ground and Bodie, oops, <laughs> our son tripped on um, her and fell on her legs. And she just got up and walked away. And I took a couple deep breaths and I went and got her a treat. I said, good girl, good girl. And then I went to our son and said like, listen, Dad. we don't get that close to her. We're going to like right. make sure that we don't have this situation again um, because that's not fair to do to her. And we need to give her space. Remember, we give her space. And I, you know, try to relay the seriousness of the situation because it could have been bad. Um, so, you know, obviously, even if you're doing everything perfect, this is why I feel really passionate about mm-hmm. it. It's like, you know, shit can still happen, even if you're like right there. Like I was right there, you know? Yeah, I've had both of those conversations, actually. I- I've told uh, my toddler, hey, like, hey, you know, don't do that. Um, we don't we don't don't mess with the dogs. Leave them be. Uh, mm-hmm. but I've also had conversations with my dog and I'm like, Hey, mm-hmm. I will fucking kill you. Don't, <laughs> don't, don't ever do kid. that again. Like, I love you. I will fucking kill you don't ever because one day, um, so my dogs are really, really like possessive sometimes, um, mm-hmm. with certain things. And they're so, especially Sophie, she's so very well trained, um, that, if there's something that she doesn't want to do, she'll say, fuck you and won't do it. Um, and then if I ask her to do it again and I give her a negative consequence, she'll bite me um, if she doesn't, if she doesn't like it. Uh, and so we kind of, and we kind of have that thing where we're kind of going back and forth and we know each other. I know my dog's tails. That's the other thing. Dogs just don't mm-hmm. bite out of nowhere. Right. Every single dog in the world has a tail. And if your dog bit and you say it came out of nowhere, you don't know shit about your dog. And mm-hmm. your dog bit because the dog realizes I have to take care of myself because no one's going to take care of me. Yeah. When mm-hmm. my kid or anyone does something that affects my dog, the first thing she does is look at me because she's looking mm-hmm. to me for protection, direction, and what's mm-hmm. going to happen next. She's also looking at me like, hey, 
if you don't do something, I'm gonna do something. So <laughs> watch your kids, bro. You need to figure this shit out. Um, yeah. whatever, whatever the case is, like she doesn't like, you know, she doesn't like other dogs. Um, she doesn't like other dogs coming up behind her. She doesn't like people coming up behind her. Like, there's all these things about my dog that I know. Um, she gets really quirky at night if it's dark outside and you come up to her and she can't really if she can't see you very well or didn't expect like she's on edge. And I, I know these things about my dog. I know what happens when her, her hair stands up, her ears go get perky and she kind of gets stiff in the body or she's licking her lips too much. Like your dog has a fucking tell and your dog will tell you, Hey, I'm uncomfortable with this shit. Um, if something don't happen, I'm gonna make something happen in about 30 seconds. Uh, and mm -hmm. I guarantee you if someone, if there was a dog behaviorist, or someone that understood dogs in that way went back and was able to replicate all of the research about dogs and children, they would, they would very much so be able to make uh, a study about what those dogs, maybe what those dogs tells were, or this dog gave five tells before they bit. This dog gave four, this dog gave hmm. six. The average dog gives seven tells before they bite. I guarantee you that they will be able to do that. No dog is just biting because they want to bite. Right. Like, yeah. it just doesn't or, happen. But they could be triggered though, right? Like I've heard of situations right, where, yeah. you know, again, like a kid comes up and pulls their tail or something that is unexpected. Like, couldn't they sort of very quickly turn like, just like not in a malicious way just right. in I mean, a, just like just a person triggered. right yeah guess what like if someone came up and punched me i'd probably turn around guess, and grab them guess what right. if you <laughs> come up if your kid comes up and pulls your dog's tail they deserve to get bit <laughs> I mean, like why I, why do i, I feel get, bad saying this. why do i get personal space and and right. my dog doesn't like my dog yeah. should have the right to defend itself just like i do yeah. and that might be a natural consequence yeah yeah so it if, is, you, and it's, if it's, you do some shit you deserve to get bit. Sorry. So you should be teaching your kid, hey, don't be grabbing that's, the fucking dog's tail because that's not okay. Right. And right. that's something like I don't shy away with our son to tell him what the consequence will be. I say, you know, she could bite you because she's a dog. She can't tell you get away. She can't tell you I don't like this. And if it hurts her, the only thing that she knows how to do is bite because she you hurt her she's gonna want to hurt you and you know what hurt is mm -hmm. you know what I mean like because mm -hmm. you know for a toddler he understands what the word hurt is so and he looks like and, he, and I can tell in his eyes like you know he seems to understand for his age right and you know also supervising and ensuring that that opportunity is few and far between yeah like yeah. it's not an option right Another thing that the other thing that really, 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 really bothers me is when people have bigger dogs and they take videos because they think it's cool of their kid riding the fucking dog. Oh my God. Like, I can't stand it. Oh my God. I'm fucking dog, not a horse. Like, your kid shouldn't be jumping on your dog's back. Your kid shouldn't be sitting on top of your dog. Your kid shouldn't be like, all up in your dog's face where they don't have space to fuck off like yeah. if i don't like this i should be able to walk away um and i shouldn't be saying oh it's so cute like it's not bro it's not it's not mm -hmm. cute at all and i hate it but people just 
I don't know, man. They just bring their babies home and assume that because I have dogs for years that it's just going to be sweet. And it's not. Yeah. You know what? You, you just re- totally reminded me of why I even did all of the prep because you know what? I was almost that person. I was almost that person that was like, I've had dogs my whole life. And, you know, I've, you know, trained dogs and, you know, our dog is so good, yada, yada, yada. And then when I became pregnant, before I even knew I was pregnant, my dog, I walked into the bedroom at night, growled at me. She did this for three nights. And on the third night, the next morning, I was like, <laughs> what the hell? I, I, and I took a pregnancy test because I, you know, I realized my period was like, right, you know, I think I might have just was, you know, due for it or something. And I was pregnant. She and I was knew. Like, Holy shit. I think she knew I was pregnant. That's but amazing. that's the thing is like, they know there's changes. There's something going on. So in that moment, I was like, I think this could be like, not necessarily a problem, but if she is this sensitive to my changes, like in my body, mm. <laughs> talk about a whole other freaking screaming human to add like to the mix 100%. right so that's when I was like wow Candace like we got to do some work here yeah so <laughs> my dogs are pretty um pretty high prey drive so before before our kid was born I used to uh use Alexa to play baby sounds um hmm. mostly to see like how my dogs would react mm-hmm. um but I nice. would play like, super loud like baby crying um and kind of watch their reaction because usually around certain triggers, um, I will, it's, it's training for me. So Mm -hmm. like, I don't allow my dogs to be scared of shit. So like, Mm -hmm. if you're scared of the vacuum, what we're training, we're training on the vacuum. If you're scared of stairs, we're training on the stairs, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Um, one day they were picking up the garbage and the garbage truck, like, lifted the can and it made a noise and and she got spooked and we trained on the garbage truck the whole time they were there um so intentionally before she was born we we made baby sounds um just to see how the the dogs would react and and they were fine and somehow when the baby came home uh they were okay and they didn't you know it, it was just whatever but they were still separate um, they were mm-hmm, cordoned right. off in the kitchen uh, with a gate. Um, and, you know, eventually they went and I created their own space downstairs. But yeah, I'm, I just don't, I don't take those type of chances, man. And I, I don't understand people that do, especially people with um, smaller dogs. We yeah. had this small dog. It was a French bulldog. And this was the most aggressive dog I've ever had in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was so much so that this dog just lived in fear. Um, and it was really fucked up because we got the dog from a rescue shelter, a rescue, sorry, a rescue uh, for French Bulldogs. And this dog, this particular dog had been rehomed seven times. Mm-hmm. And they said it's because, you know, the dog nips when he doesn't like certain things. Um, and so people just, you know, average person doesn't know how to train a dog and they, they just get rid of it. So we got this dog and I paid $700 to this rescue. This dog was so highly and very much so living in fear that it bit constantly for everything. It attacked my dog. It attacked my my older existing dog. 
And it got so much so to where my existing dog started to exhibit depression. Um, And so I tried training it. I tried everything I could. I brought in an animal animal behaviorist. um, And she just looked... She usually comes in and she'll say, okay, I'm going to evaluate your home, your dog, blah, 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 blah. She came in, she looked at this dog and said, there's nothing you can do. What you're doing now to manage these dogs is about all you can do. I would have to walk them separately, do things with them separately. Um, And the dog, like one day, example, the dog was sitting on my wife's lap and they were just sitting there chilling. And all of a sudden he turns around and he's snapping out of nowhere for no reason just that quick and he bit probably seven or eight times before we even knew shit was going to happen and then he's coming at me and so we put the dog in the kennel and give him his own space to calm down um and we he just lived in fear so much that he didn't deserve to live like that like no one deserves to have to live in a constant state of arousal all Mm -hmm. the time Mm-hmm. So we made the the very hard decision to to put him down and let him go. Um, I gave that dog 250 milligrams of trazodone. You would have thought it was a Flintstone vitamin because it didn't wow. do shit. And this <laughs> dog, go, he was ready. Um, and so we, you know, we did everything we could ahead of time for training and all that. And then I we just made the decision like, to, to put the dog down and I, he's still in my house right now I have him in a in a container um but mm. like that's that was hard, hard man and that, that's a dog that you know my wife loved that we didn't have very long but also I was super pissed because I paid 700 and I know that that dog got rehomed seven times oh that's so sad and Buddy. so that fucking rescue rehomed that dog seven times at 700 dollars a piece yeah, that was a that's cute one little that's, French bulldog. Yeah, that's you know, and that's that's like a whole different discussion. Mm-hmm. It's sad when things turn into like a money grab instead of like doing what's best for the animal. So, mm-hmm. you know, we actually, um, as I said, we have a rescue greyhound now. We did get, have another uh, rescue greyhound, a male, and we had him for two years. Um, and you know, we had our we had our son in in the time which we had him. And, um, he was, a, he was similar, um, in many ways to Eric's dog. And he had so many, just like generalized fears. He had a fear of everything. We tried, you know, desensitizing, really praising him when he, you know, was able to conquer his fears and he would just regress like on a dime. Like it just, it, it there was no rhyme or reason to it. It would be like the wind blew and he it would just go back into his episodes and then it was like this again he'd have these episodes it was this generalized he was scared of everything stairs the floor um if it wasn't carpeted everything and um it got to the point where when our son became mobile um he would just growl if he heard our son walking down the hall and we had a closed off room for these dogs uh, our two dogs were you know had like basically a huge cage was the living room and the, the baby wasn't allowed in there um, unless we were like literally in there with them, holding him and stuff, um, because we wanted to keep him safe. And it was really hard. And it got to the point where he was starting to, um, you know, he'd walk by, like we'd be sitting in another room we'd have like the room accessible, like where they could leave the room, you know, we had it like that often. Um, and he would like, you know, walk by and like growl and snip at 
our, our baby and our toddler and our toddler wasn't doing anything like nothing to provoke it. You know, Mm -hmm. we were just sitting there playing, like not even having our, our faces towards the dogs. Right. Um, so we had to make, you know, the unfortunate decision to have him rehomed, um, because for us, um, you know, he had a lot of anxiety, but a lot of people who adopt greyhounds kind of anticipate a high anxiety dog. So like, um, as long as it, you know, that dog ended up in a home where there was no kids, um, you know, probably like single, single level kind of ranch type of house, um, you know, he could have like a decent life, but we didn't want something to happen where he ended up biting, um, our son. So like one, we don't want our son to go through that type of trauma (laughs) unnecessarily. And two, like, we didn't think it was fair for the dog to live in constant fear in our house of, literally like everything in our house plus the child Mm -hmm. which was causing even even more distress um so so we had to make that decision and you know I think a lot of families you know we're not trying to like scare you away like we want you to you know know the signs know all the things um to keep your family safe and know that sometimes you need to make tough decisions to keep your family safe and I know some people hearing this if you haven't been in this situation think it's like heartless and how can you just get rid of someone in your family but I don't see it as getting rid of I saw it as like you know giving them a home you know having right like having him giving him a second chance at like a better life or I guess a third chance from yeah his first eraser Uh, um so it just yeah it, it just it's it's really complex it's really hard but I think it's it's important for us to um kind of like understand that it's not always like about you and um like you need to do things to keep your, your family safe. I know we've been talking about a lot of kind of like doom and gloom, but there are really great elements yeah. about having kids, I mean, kids, I, kids and pets. I wanted to right? quickly mention too, that I also, we had cats when my son was born um, mm. and we did also rehome them uh, when we moved. And there was a few reasons. I mean, when we were moving, we just didn't have, like we knew we, it wasn't going to, it wasn't going to fit well with the new home and everything. But I was, I was really struggling to take care of the cats at this point, because, you know, even though cats are easier than dogs in many ways, they kind t- of take care of themselves. There's still a lot that they need. And I think for me, what I felt terrible about was that like, I barely have had the bandwidth to take care of my child, let alone mm. the cats who needed attention. Like they're indoor cats. They needed to be played with they needed you know and and I didn't play with them really like I just didn't have the time the energy and so they were good like they were good cats overall but like I just felt bad because I'm like well they're not living their best life here um and we found this girl who who you know loves animals and has like a whole bunch of animals in her house and stuff and she she took them so happily and took such good care of them so you know, I feel like overall they're in a better place now than, than they were with us, but yeah. And I just wanted to kind of give a shout out to the cat people listening, if there are (laughs) any, um, because yeah, there was stuff that I definitely had to think about as well. It's not as easy. Like you don't train cats the way you do dogs. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. but there was, and, and they were never like, they never really hurt us. Like they were very friendly, very happy cats. They're the type Mm -hmm. of cats that like, I don't know why I've always had cats like this, where like most cats are really skittish. Like my cats, if Mm -hmm. you came over to my house, they would sit on your lap and purr. Like they just love people. But 
I still like, I would make sure the room was closed at night so they couldn't come in when we were sleeping. Like I or like lay in the crib because sometimes they do that. Right. <laughs> like they can do that. Right. And cats are, you know, as we all know, like cats can be assholes. Like they have their own personalities. Oh, yeah. And if that cat wants to lay on top of your kid and suffocate them to death, they will. They'll do that. <laughs> like, yeah. So, but or the, claw the shit out I was of almost them. like surprised a little bit because I thought they would be more interested in my son, but they actually didn't care about him at all. And they just stayed away from him. So it was easy in a way because um, for a while I just had a gate, like we had a gate between the kitchen and the living room and they had their food and stuff on that side. Um, And I didn't want my son, you know, those cats just saw that gate and they were like, this is funny. That's cute. Yeah. They could, oh, they could get through the the gate. Yeah. 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 Oh, but it wasn't for them. It was for my son. Cause I didn't want him to go in their food or to go in their litter box, which was on that side of the house. Right. So it wasn't ever for them, but they would go there anyways, because they didn't like him. (laughs) And once he started crawling and moving around, he tried to chase them. And it was like the worst thing that ever happened to them. Cause they were like, uh, why are you bothering me? But it's same thing. I did have to teach them like pet them gently. And, you know, it, it was, it was a lot of that. So that was my experience, but I, I think it's a little easy. Well, I don't know if it's easier because I, I don't think you can keep cats contained really. So no, you really, you really, you have any, I, if you have any kind of pet, you could have a right. gecko, like it's extra <laughs> work. Yeah. And when you have oh, yeah. like, the first I think I'm good now, but the first like six months, man, I contemplated getting rid of these dogs every day because yeah, it was yeah. way it was draining me mm-hmm. because it's like I gotta take care of my wife who's nursing. Mm-hmm. I gotta take care of my baby in my house and these fucking right. dogs. Yeah. Like this is just another thing. And then, you know, I feed my dogs raw. So that means every month I have to prep food for a month for these uh-huh. fucking dogs. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Holy crap, man. I don't got time for this shit. Hmm. And I gotta yeah. take them out and I gotta make sure they eat right. I gotta make sure they get their supplements. I gotta mm-hmm. make sure people aren't fucking with it. Like, come on, mm-hmm. man. Like, I got enough to do. Fuck these dogs. Let alone just walking them every day, which is I feel like right. a and lot that, to think about. <laughs> it is. And you know what? That's a, such a good point. And I think that's another thing that adds to the stress of the whole situation because you expect your dog to just like just fucking deal with it and like and you know be chill like you were before and you're like not taking into account all of the changes they have to adapt for and they sense that you are not as available for them right as you once were especially if you know you didn't have you know if if this is your first kid uh like first kid with those dogs like um you know they that's a big you're rocking their world and and it's rocking yours too Um, yeah i know i do think it's a kind of a a lot of people come to me and say you know there's expect not not to gender bias or whatever but a lot of women would ask my moms would ask me like what do I do um because when I got this dog cute little puppy I loved it I did all this I I you know carried it around on a pillow all the time but now that my baby's here I both a feel like I resent having this fucking dog and b feel bad that I'm not spending the time with the dog that I used to Mm -hmm. what do I do and I'm like there's there's really nothing you can do just taking care of your dog or make the best decision for your family whatever that means for you um and just go forward from there even if that means like okay the best thing for me to do right now is to to rehome my dog because i don't have the bandwidth to do it um or the best thing for me to do right now is just hate it but understand that 
eventually everybody's going to grow up and it's going to get better. But it's okay. It's okay if you're like, this fucking dog, I want it. Like, it's okay. I'm telling you, I did it every day, for six months plus. I wanted to get rid of these fucking dogs. I had yeah. so many days where I would be like angry wanting to get rid of the dogs. And I'm like, fuck this. I'm good. I can't do it anymore. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm so glad that we're talking about this because I, it's one of those things, like you said, it's like, there's so much shame surrounding it. Oh, and yeah. I'm glad that like, you know, we've all experienced it. And we, and if there's anybody at home listening, that's felt that way. Like it is normal to feel that way. And it doesn't mean you're a terrible person. Like, you know, your life changes. Right. And I think it's, it's normal to, to sort of realize, Hey, this isn't, it doesn't work for, for our family anymore and still feel bad about it. Cause you do love them. And I do think there's the other side of things where it's like, you know, you're making it work um, and just understanding it's hard as hell. And, um, you know, kind of building off what Erica said, like, maybe your decision might be like, you have family or your neighbor who is like, I'm going to come walk the dog every day for you. Mm. You know what yeah, I mean? Totally. Um, or if you like, you know, I used to be more of like the primary caregiver for our dog we had to shift that role. I shift that, shifted that responsibility more to my husband after baby came um, because that was not another thing I was going to add to my list right. um, on top of having a kid on my tail all, all day. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it was just like, that wasn't going to happen. Yeah. So yeah, I think, you know, there's a lot of different ways to make it, to make it work. And um, you know, for something that I do is I try to make, make sure every single day now, like I was so bad at first, but every single day I try to make sure like I give a few like minutes of concentrated attention to my dog because, you know, I want her to know she's loved. I want her to like, you know, still feel like she's part of the family too. Mm -hmm. And I will say, yeah, it does get easier a little bit as they get older because um, kind of going over to like the benefits of having a dog, like, mm -hmm. um, you know, it teaches responsibility, teaches social skills to kids um, beyond like just the mere fact of having a dog or animal living in your house, like helps with allergies and your immune system and things like that um but yeah like as 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 the you know our son's getting older he's a toddler he wants to help with everything <laughs> so we let him like help scoop and mix up the food because our dog has a pain in the ass kind of meal routine too um and you know we have our dog she you know sits and you know either sometimes we let him like bring the bowl over to her little station and then he walks backs away and we say go ahead let her you know let her go get her food so it, it helps the dog also understand like kind of where, where she is in the order because um, Eric had mentioned it before, like high prey drive, remembering like some dogs have like pack behavior, like greyhounds are very much so pack dogs. So they need to know where their order is in the house. Mm -hmm. So it's important for, for her to know, like, you know, we love her and, you know, uh, the child is above you in that order of, you know, hierarchy in the house. <laughs> uh, yeah hierarchy in our home right so so doing things like that to be able to get them involved um and you know he he our, like our toddler's excited to be like oh it's time to feed good girl is what he calls <laughs> he calls her yeah. willow's a little tough for a toddler to say Aww, good girl um yeah i mean and, and and we were talking about like all the the the, the safety skills right so those are social skills social skills because you're teaching a child to read cues of a dog that will help them read cues of pe people too yeah um so it's there's a lot of really great things about having a dog. I know we're talking about a lot, a lot yeah. of the negatives. It's just yeah, that's I think the other thing people... I think people don't pay attention to is what you said that the pack order and and how mm -hmm. 
when you bring a baby home or if you bring a new dog home or whatever you bring home um, and you notice your dog doing things differently than they used to do before and it's maybe around you or around your kid your dog is jockeying for position because Mm -hmm. they know you're the pack leader already or they should know that Mm -hmm. i hope they know that right (laughs) you're the pack leader so now where do i fit in i thought i was second now here's this new thing here's this new Mm -hmm. human where do i fit in amongst them so i'm jockeying for position when i brought um our rescue dog home from the shelter now every day my dog lets her know lets him know that she's ahead of him in the pack and she does Mm -hmm. that by she'll stand up straight and put her head over the top of his head and if he Mm -hmm. push him down and Mm -hmm. i'm like most people would think like oh our dogs are playing they're not playing she's telling you i'm fucking Mm -hmm. in charge of you and if you Mm -hmm. don't do something or if you do something that i don't like you're going to pay the consequence Mm -hmm. see your dog like moving your kid around or doing or uh, they're jockeying for position and it's something that you need to pay attention to oh yeah oh yeah candace can you speak to to because we started with sort of talking about that reel and you had mentioned that you saw stress signals in that dog yes so um when i was watching the video the dog is lying in the room it's not like it's lying in kind of like a ready position. It's not like in a relaxed position at all. You know, like usually a, like a relaxed position will be like they're laying on their sides, so their belly showing and stuff. This dog is, it looks like a herding dog, right, Eric? Yeah. You saw the video? Yeah, it's a definitely a herding breed dog. Some sort of like shepherd type dog. And um, yeah, so it's like laying on its be- belly, like on in ready position. The baby's crying. It gets up, does one of those big, big stretches and lets out a huge yawn. And then... Um, those are like the kind of easy stress signals. And then after the dog jumps up and is licking the crying baby's face, um, licking is another um, stress response. And sometimes it's trying to like get, um, this is something that I learned actually from that dog meets baby account was like when they are like licking a baby that's like upset or crying, it's not like, oh, cute. They're trying to settle it. It's kind of like, uh, this it needs to stop I'm stressed out by this like so that's that's why I'm doing this um and it can be related to like some uh kind of like a prey type behavior or predator type behavior where you know they're trying to like get there no I'm not saying like dogs are trying to eat babies but it's just like it's just like an instinct that they have where they're like trying to get the thing that they're you know they're trying to regulate themselves right right you know to to stop squirming around so much or whatever so it's um it's not like a cute thing. It's not like it's trying to soothe the baby. It's trying to soothe itself. Yeah. So, yeah. So th- those are some of the- I did want to say too, I-, um, I wanted to quickly talk about dogs in public. Um, and I appreciate mm. hearing from you guys who are like responsible pet owners. <laughs> As some, I'm, listen, I'm not a dog person. I know everyone. I'm evil. You know, I have trauma around dogs, um, but I ha- I get so, so irritated at certain pet owners. It's so much better now that I live out of the city. But when I lived in Toronto, yeah. it was horrendous. Um, and the amount of times a kid just comes up, a, a dog will just come up to my kid and start like getting all up in its face. And the owner will be like, oh, don't worry, they're friendly. I don't give a fuck if you think your dog is friendly. Your dog is a dog. Get the fuck out of my kid's face. Like, 
it makes me crazy. <laughs> so Eric yeah, is like dying right now. I'm the, I'm the yeah. opposite of that because I, first of all, I would never do that. Um, but mm -hmm. second, people come up, will come up to you all the time and like just randomly started petting, start petting your dog. So mm -hmm. it doesn't really, um, it doesn't really happen to me very much because my dog has like an asshole face. Um, and so people just, <laughs> I've literally seen people cross the street uh, when they see us coming, but <laughs> randomly this girl comes up with walking, we're walking, we lived in Chicago at the time. Um, and we're, I'm walking my dog, uh, minding our business. And this girl comes up with her boyfriend or friend or whoever she was with and starts petting my dog. Oh my God. Didn't no. say anything. Just, she's just talking Didn't... to my dog. So <laughs> I start petting her head. <laughs> the woman said? Yeah. No, you didn't. Oh my God, I'm dead. <laughs> the dude looks at me and I look at him. I love it. And I'm like, what? I thought we were all giving out unwanted touches. Yeah. Why are you fucking touching my dog? My dog don't know you. I don't know right. you. And my dog's a dick. So if you get bit, guess what? That's on your ass. My dog's on yeah. a leash. My dog's got a corrective collar on. So if she bites you because there's certain you can't touch her face in certain ways, that's on you. But yeah. I started petting her head and he's looking at me Dead. like what that is but the funniest thing. I thought we were all unwanted <laughs> touching each other. I, I thought that's what we were supposed to do. Listen, I I have a, a lot of passion be on this topic too. And I think um this exact like scenario is so freaking common. And it's like like you know, kind of people being rogue with dogs in general. It, it, it all boils down to everyone's like, oh, my dog's nice. It's like, yeah, but it's a dog. Exactly. So, like, for example, I, I think a lot of people, like Eric was saying earlier on, I think a lot of people do not really know their dogs as much as they think they do. And the people who I respect most in public are those who, you know, when they see a group of people coming, I don't care how well-trained your dog is. And it's usually people who have those dogs that sit and heal and like are like perfect on command mm -hmm. trained dogs, but they will stop and wait. Um, like if you're like coming through a narrow pass or something, they will go wide around. Like a, a, if there's a, a, an area, if, you know, if it's a sidewalk and there's like a yard, they're going to go wide around right. because they have the dog on the opposite side of them as the people. So the dog can't go over there that's what we do um because you know what love my dog and she loves people but again if there's a small enough kid walking around might set her off i don't know yeah. she you don't want to be responsible for that tiny things yeah. like and there's people that want to come up they're like oh can my dog come meet your dog i'm like first of all i don't know your dog <laughs> secondly if it's like under 30 pounds my dog will probably try to kill it like she can't help herself she, she kills squirrels she kills moles she kills anything <laughs> small she can she sees she's a beautiful nice dog but you can't right. break that from her because that's how she was trained and it just crazy and it, yet, like you said like people will just like send little kids right over to your dog and stuff or like you know the opposite if it's like a, a dog owner that doesn't you know handle their dog well it's like such recipes for disaster like we need to have so much more respect for animals yeah so this I, is what happened this is what happened. Sorry. This is what happened. No, okay. um, my, my American bully, he was two years old at the time. We had just gotten him from the shelter. I didn't really know much about this dog. So I was kind of keeping him under wraps, but he was with us for about maybe a month, I think maybe two months. And he seemed just like a chill dog or whatever. I knew he was a street dog. I knew they found him on the street wandering around somewhere. 
Um, but that's all I knew of his temperament and he seemed okay. Uh, and so one day I, I woke, I wake up in the morning early to, to work out, um, before everybody wakes up. So then I was waking up early in the morning before work to work out. I had the dogs downstairs with me outside. One of my neighbors came home and he takes out this brand new puppy that he got, um, was, was like some kind of poodle mix like a doodle or whatever it was, but it was a little okay. fluffy little dog. I'm working out and the dogs are minding their business. And all mm -hmm. of a sudden I see this fucker's ears go up. Uh -oh. And I was like, what the hell? And, but there was no one there. So I'm thinking, okay, there's a squirrel coming because in between, like in Chicago, we call them gangways, but in between the buildings, is like a little space where you can walk through. Right. Yeah get from the front to the back yeah, so um his ears go up and then all of a sudden he starts crouching usually there's squirrels or whatever because it's super early in the morning so i'm not expecting right. nothing this dude comes walking through the gangway with this puppy on a leash and it's doo -doo 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 -doo. oh no but as i'm trying to get up and run my dog jumps up and is fucking bolting towards his puppy. I said, mm -hmm. pick that dog up. Mm -hmm. Picks the dog up and barely gets it lifted. And he fucking latches on to its back leg. Oh. Taking this fucker for dear life. And I was like, holy. And I'm grabbing, I'm grabbing my dog and, and trying to choke him off um, because he's not letting go. Um, mm. And it would, it just turned into a whole thing and so That's i terrible. get my dog off i put him away i'm pissed um i put his ass in the kennel my wife's freaking out because she was sleeping she wakes up to to hearing uh people screaming outside and so yeah. i go i get the dog put away i go right next door right away um yeah. and i'm like hey i'm sorry whatever you need to do take your dog to the vet right now whatever it yeah. is i don't give a shit just take your dog to the vet make sure that it's okay and i will pay the bill yeah okay okay we're going right now we're going right now but then it turned into a whole thing because the dog legit got bit the dog legit needed stitches but now everybody's like oh what happened to your dog and so the next day i get a letter on my door about how my pit bulls are attacking people and they're vicious no and so I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck? And then I was outside working out another day. And um, I get, this guy comes up to me. It's like, hey, you know, I got my daughter over here, you know, and if something were to happen to her, you know, we would have a problem and blah, 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 and all this shit. I'm like, bro, what in the fuck are you talking about? So now my dogs are villains. Because yeah. everybody thinks, oh, they're pit bulls, which they're not. But okay, they no. look like a pit bull. And if you don't know what they are, then cool. Um, but now my dogs are villains and everybody's running around uh, saying, oh, your dogs are killers and, and blah, blah, blah. So one day we come home from walking the dogs at night and these same neighbors are outside, with that same puppy with a bunch of other dogs, their friend's dog. You're mm -hmm. kidding me. My dogs are on leash. And so one of the dogs comes running through the gangway to the front yard. 
And it's like, and I'm like, bro. So I go inside, I put my dogs away and I come outside and I'm fucking pissed. So I come mm -hmm. outside and I'm like, yo, we, we already had something happen with, and you got dogs back here off leash running around, especially mm -hmm. dogs from people that don't live here. Like what the fuck? Yeah. So they're like, oh, we know it was just an accident. It's not that big a deal, blah, 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 blah. We, we don't care. If our dog, if something happened and our dog's off leash, we take full responsibility. Yeah, right. And so this same fucking dude was like, well, uh, you got pit bulls and uh, da, 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 we're going to, you're going to have a problem. And, and I was like, dude, the least of your problem oh. is my dog. I, get I, <laughs> I yeah. guarantee you my dog is the least of your problem. I will. So, <laughs> so, um, so we were just like, fuck it. And we called the landlord, uh, and broke our lease and moved to Canada. Um, uh, we had uh, already intended to move anyway. We just moved like a year earlier than we planned to, um, which mm -hmm. I guess it ended up working out great, but yeah, yeah, we were, we were supposed to still be in Chicago. We probably just be moving now, honestly. Wow. Um, that's yeah that's, that's so shitty worked that's, out but it was a hundred percent 110 percent my fault because i had those dogs outside off leash thinking um that they would be okay and not knowing that dog because mm. i didn't very long right so that was a hundred and ten percent my fault and i took full responsibility um and, and i was in pain because i'm trying to as i'm trying to choke this dog off his collar is digging into my hand. So oh, yeah. I went and I went to their house with my hand wrapped up because literally my entire hand was bleeding from this collar wow. digging into my skin so hard. Ugh, but I so took hard. responsibility for what but that's my what, dog did. That's the thing is you are a responsible dog owner. We actually, it's funny, I, we're kind of going tangential, but whatever at this point, we're talking about dogs. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't think we would we have moved, so much to talk about today. <laughs> I, I know either. we actually moved for a similar reason Eric from you know when we were living in an apartment and we were able to get a house we broke our lease um because in our apartment we we're able to buy a home because our we were living on uh, an area it was just uh kind of like uh in the middle of nowhere and like farmland but there were a couple houses and you know they were turned into apartments basically uh in New Hampshire and this fucking crazy bitch next door had an Australian cattle dog and would just like let it out. And it was a mean dog. It wasn't a nice dog. It had all sorts of signs that I was like, I don't think that this is a nice dog. Right. We always, we have a greyhound has to be on a leash. Um, we were about to go on vacation one day. It was like 5.00 AM. I take the dog out on a leash. Crazy lady next door lets her dog out, just lets the dog out. And the dog just immediately attacks our dog. and just like, is you know go into town uh she the woman comes out she's yelling at me because I'm like yelling at that dog and trying to get it off my dog and then my dog ends up getting off leash it was like a whole freaking nightmare greyhound off leash is not something you want scared one because especially in the middle of nowhere she could have been like gone forever um but uh this woman like literally was screaming at me so after the whole thing like after I got my my dog inside I had my husband, he was like, you know, doing some wound care, seeing like how bad it was. It was bad to the muscle. We had to go to the vet, like no vacation for us. And um, this woman did not take any responsibility for what had happened. 
none. Mm -hmm. And that's what, you know, there's a difference between like, like what happened to you, Eric? Like that's sad and that sucks. And you took full responsibility. So it was wrong that they did what they did. Like if our neighbor had just said like, man, I am sorry. Like not even, she didn't even have to offer to pay, even though in the end of the day, she ended up paying because it like escalated so bad. Like police were involved and stuff. Holy crap. Was nuts. Like she called the police on us. Uh, like, she called she the police crazy. on you? And, uh, she called it on herself because she ended up having to pay us because she what did that. Idiot. We're like, you're nuts, lady. Yeah. Anyway, oh um, it's pretty funny. So yeah, but not funny at all. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's just like people need to be more responsible dog parents. And I was pregnant at the time as well. Oh my God. So I was like extra nervous, you know, cause there had been like escalating behaviors happening. I was like, I'm kind of petrified to have a, like a baby. Like I'm not gonna be like come out in the stroller with this dog. Cause like I would like get parked at this apartment and the dog would be like sitting there waiting on its belly. Like that real with the baby sitting there on its belly, like, like just waiting. It was like, it was trying to herd me a pounce on me Ugh. when I get home from work. So I was like, what the fuck am I going to do? I'm trying to get a baby out of the car and stuff. So yeah, it ended up being like a blessing in disguise. Like I feel bad. Yeah, my dog time, had to be the one. At the time, my wife was, I right. think like three or four months pregnant also. Um, so it, it caused her a lot uh, of anxiety and it didn't help that we got that dog. We got that dog the day we put the other dog down the very day um because uh my wife was so she's just so emotional about her dogs um and so i did whatever i could to support her um and so we ended up going to look air quotes um at the animal shelter and we went home with this dog um so it that it just was a culmination of all of those things um, and then that happening and it was just, and I started to worry about, uh, my wife's stress level and being pregnant. Mm -hmm. Um, and so we made the decision like that very night, um, to just say, we called our landlord and was like, Hey, something happened. We got to go. And luckily he was super cool and was like, okay, you know, do what you got to do. Um, don't worry. You don't have to pay anything extra or whatever. And just, We'll clean, we'll do whatever we got to do. Um, but yeah, we're going. Um, and they they were okay with that and it, it worked out well for us. Uh, but I 100% believe, whether it's my dog or any dog, my belief is if your dog comes up to me, comes up to me, my dog, or any other person acting an ass, your dog deserves what it gets. Mm, Absolutely. 100%. And you are responsible for what happens to 100%. you. 100%. If something I mean, happens, you've to chosen to domesticate an animal. Like you just need yeah. to know that that's comes with a responsibility. I used to work at a, uh, like I did a before and after school program, um, and so I had kindergarten kids that I would watch like before and after school, and it was in a school, like I was in the kindergarten classroom, and so the school playground was in this like I lo I don't know if this is common in in America, but here like. Oftentimes the playground also sort of leads into like a big field. Like there was kind of like a park where the school was. Anyway, so we, I would take the kids outside to play constantly because it was after school. People would bring their dogs for walks and take them off leash. There were signs that said, do not have your dogs off leash. Like here, I don't know how it is again there, but I know here in Ontario, like there are leash free parts and everywhere else you're supposed to have your dog in a leash right people would constantly walk their dogs off leash and I had these kindergartners all by myself I had like a small group of like five kids 
and you would have these massive ass dogs coming up to my group of children. And again, you had these mm. people who were like, oh, it's friendly. And I'm like, I have five little children here that I am responsible yeah. for. If your dumbass dogs bite right. one of my kids, what the fuck are we going to do? What are right. you going to do? Because clearly you don't look like you're smart enough to even stop your dog from biting one of oh these kids. And two, what am I supposed to do? Like, what am I supposed to answer to the parents who put these kids in my care? And I am staying in the school property. Like I am where I'm supposed to be. Yeah. You are not following the rules that it says to have your dog on a leash. It would drive me nuts. I would get so mad about it. And I, and I eventually had to like find a new place, like area to hang out with the kids because of these people who weren't following the rules. That's just like, ah, makes me crazy. Yeah. I, I have so many like pet peeves about this, but yeah, I just, yeah, at the end of the day, they're animals. Yeah. Sorry? You can't do, you have to, you have to manage your, your pets. Um, and it's your responsibility to manage your pets, especially when they're out in public. And if you know that my dog's not very well trained, one of my biggest things is having a recall. If, if your dog doesn't have a solid, solid recall, it doesn't deserve to be off leash ever. Oh, hell no. Because you oh, can't yeah. control it. Um, and that means either a tethered leash or electronic leash. If your dog doesn't have a recall where you know, if I say come, if I say here, it's coming, your dog doesn't deserve to be off leash. Like you need to manage your dog when you're out in public, especially when people's kids are around. Yeah. Like it's very, very unsafe. Uh, and that's something that I, I just, I would never do. But again, like, even if you so, think your dog is the best trained dog in the world and the friendliest dog and would never hurt a fly, like if it's not an off leash place, you should have your dog on a leash. Like, yeah. I'm sorry, but I like your dog could be the best dog in the world. It's still a dog. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, so I, I think I, that I have had instances where I haven't had a leash where I'm supposed to, um, but it's been like in dire situations. Like if something happens and I'm in the car and I got to, you know, I got to get out or whatever. And I just didn't have the leash because I didn't plan for it. Well, my dogs, they're off leash, but they're in a heel and they're walking next to me. Yeah. Um, especially my older dog. Like she's not leaving my side. She's walking so tightly to me that she's touching my body. Um, and she knows when I move, she moves. If I stop, she stops. Mm -hmm. um, so like I said, my dogs are very, very well trained, but there's been some times where I have been uh, in an irresponsible position without having their leash. But at the same time, I know that I can manage my dogs and I yeah. know what my, uh, but you're aware, are. right? Like, you're not just thinking, oh, my dogs are cool. And like, no, you're like extra cautious no, yeah, knowing I'm that you're in that position. Right. Mostly be, not even because of other people's kids, but mostly because I don't want you to touch my fucking dog. So I'm very aware of like the protection of my dog. And that means for me, me protecting my dog is me protecting your kids. Because yeah, I yeah. know if I do what I'm supposed to do with my dog, then nothing's going to happen. So I'm very much so very, very, very protective of my dogs. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that um, we had a really good conversation today. And <laughs> really we passionate about, about this. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, some people might come across it and think it's random, but I think it's all important. Everything that we talked about, because, you know, having those general um, awarenesses and dog handling um, kind of tips and understanding will help you navigate having your dog around either your own children or other children in public or even other people um, out in public. Um, 
and uh yeah i mean last my my last kind of two is, is you know take take a look at the ladder of aggression mm. really start trying to pay attention to your dog um safe stations are a great idea um and don't be an asshole if your dog ends up being an asshole <laughs> <laughs> take responsibility for your goddamn dogs yeah, yeah totally um, there is a there is a great, a, amazing uh, dog trainer who uh, I listen to very well. Um, I've had conversations with. He's actually uh, called me, and we've worked on some stuff. But if you go to robertcabral.com, that's R O B E R T C A B R A L dot com, he has tons and tons of dog training uh things on his website and he does specifically dog training and he talks about how to train your dog for a kennel how to train your dog around your kids how to train your dog to sit how to train your dog to have a solid recall all of these things mm -hmm. and there's tons and tons of video um if you go on youtube and type in his name he has tons and tons of video um of free stuff and he even does Amazing. this thing where he has ask me anything uh, on Mondays and people write him, email him and ask him like, hey, my dog's doing this or hey, this happened or hey, this happened. What do I do? Um, and he'll give you uh, his best advice. And he has tons of experience uh, as a dog trainer and a behaviorist. Um, Love it. That's one thing I think uh, that's really important. Check out Dog Meets Babies. Uh, on totally. Yes. He has tons awesome. of information about about dogs and bringing home kids and what um you know proper dog etiquette and all those things look I think like she has a course too she does, just yeah, her she does right quizzes now. yeah all the time yeah i love it all that stuff out but one thing you really 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 i implore you to do is go on before you bring kids home if you have this opportunity or even now go online and look up the breed of your dog mm -hmm. and Find out what your dog was bred for. When you find out what your dog was bred for, it will help you understand their mannerisms and what they're doing. So if you have a terrier, understand that a terrier breed is not going to stop. If you have a cattle dog or um, a, a cattle hula or whatever, those are herding dogs. So they're going to exhibit herding behavior. If you have a shepherd, they're going to exhibit protective behavior. Understand if you have a Malinois, you don't, you probably do. I hope you don't have kids around that dog. Um, but understand what your dog was bred for because that's what they're going to do. It doesn't matter where they live, it doesn't matter what kind of environment they're in. Their first instinct is to do what they were originally bred for and what their genetic traits are. Please know and understand what those things are at a minimum. And then from there, start learning how to train your dog. Work on sit, yeah. work on stay, uh, work on you know, a recall and lie down. Those are the most important things. Sit, stay, down, and a recall. After that, everything is, is extra, but you need to have those things. And make sure they're like getting exercised or like getting their brain working so they right. don't do shit that, that really helps reduce the risks of, you know, shit happening because they're not bored trying to you know, hurt or feeling sad and abandoned a child. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And understand a kennel dog is a safe dog. 
just because they can't roam around your house doesn't make like your dog shouldn't be roaming free when you can't manage it. Put your dog in a kennel so that you know where they are. They're safe. They they have what they need um, and they're not going to get hurt and you don't have to worry about them. And you can come back to your dog when you have time to manage them and let them out and do whatever you need to do. I think, I think that's a little dependent on the, on the, the dog and sure, you know, your sure, situation. but it's not, I, I just don't think it's fair. I don't think it's fair to, to leave a dog roaming around the house where it can get, where you're not, if you don't, sorry, if you don't know your dog, leaving it to roam. Yeah. Well, I mean, you could make the house and, safe, you know, like a safe space. Yeah. Like, sure. Yeah. That's a kennel. That's the same thing. Right. Right. If you, okay. if you yeah. if I make a We're talking about the same for thing. my dog where there's nothing there and they can't do it, that's a kennel. It's the same thing. Right. Uh, yeah. essentially just make yeah, a, close the doors and all yeah. out and stuff like that make yeah, a kennel. Exactly. right that's what we do put your dog somewhere where it's safe that's what yeah. i mean and it's not fair that you know you go to work and your dog chews up the couch or chews a bottle and it's a bottle oh, sure. well you don't have a dog anymore that's kind of unfair so oh my god sure we had a dog oh that sure did dog. yeah again it goes back to you know your you know your type of dog no yeah. no what what they do all right well Polly, did you have any closing thoughts no, just, yeah, don't touch other people's dogs. Don't bring your dog near my kid. Uh, <laughs> like, that's my only thought. And keep your fucking dog on the leash. Keep your fucking and, dog and maybe one day we'll talk about uh, whether or not uh, you you should call your dogs your babies. <laughs> but oh, that's, no, you know, no, that's that's each, each person thing. Um, no, no, no. <laughs> but uh, I think it's a white person thing. I'm not going to lie. I have a fur baby. Oh my God. Oh, I cannot. Sorry. I, cannot. I ruined it for you guys. Oh yes. You, you want to enrage me. Tell me how much taking care of dogs and taking care of babies are the same. <laughs> I, I hope you don't have your, you don't leave your baby in a kennel and you leave the house. <laughs> oh, I hope man. so. Anyways. Yeah. So that's it. Just, you know, be responsible at the end of the day, they are animals and they are being domesticated and that's fine, but then be responsible for it. Um, no matter what animal you have and cats too, especially cats, cats are jerks. <laughs> I love cats, but they're jerks. Um, I guess that's it. Yeah. And uh, we'll put those links or those resources in the comments, uh, in the description, I guess. So you guys can check them out and, um, yeah. Uh, thank you guys so much, by the way, for the feedback and listening to the podcast, because it just sort of as we're recording this, it just came out. Uh, yeah. So. Thank you guys for listening. Yeah. Really appreciate it. Yeah. It feels weird. Oh, There's people I, listening. To I'm us. sorry. <laughs> I've got to say, guys, um, sometimes this is a little hard for me. This is, you know, Candace here. I, uh, I uh, get really nervous oh my gosh. <laughs> having my voice put out there. And I know in the bed sharing episode, I went on a little like statistical rant. <laughs> And I did say one thing that was inaccurate. And I just want to say, I apologize. <laughs> Which no, none of us noticed, by the way. Yeah. I know, I know. Um, I meant to say, I think mediating factor, something like that. Um, I should have probably looked it up before I made my open apology here. But yeah, I got on my little ramble and I feel like I should just say, you know, sometimes when we're saying stuff live, <laughs> you might uh, be slightly inaccurate and you know, we're still trying to be valid sources here. So <laughs> information. So we're human, I guess, is the point of this. Yes, of course. <laughs> Perfect. But yeah, no, thank you guys. And yeah, 
we'll catch you in the next one. Bye, everybody. <laughs>